buddy. Hi, friends. Well, from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today... Church in space. <laughs> space church. What are you going to do when they come for you? No, what, what, what will happen... Uh, when we have to abandon this ruined planet of ours yeah. and venture forth into parts unknown. Yeah. How will they know when to pray <laughs> five times a day? Right. Without the guidance of the sun. Without a day. And will they just pray toward the earth? Where, where's Mecca? Where's Mecca? It's over there by the... It's in... By, at the earth. It's <laughs> at just, that ruined rock over there. There's an earth somewhere. <laughs> Behind, just pray that away. Pray, 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 pray towards the butt of the uh, of of the spacecraft. There we anyway, used to be there. We're going to be talking about that uh, coming up. We shouldn't mm. we shouldn't be blowing all our good material up front here like this. Oh my god! If that's all the good material, <laughs> then we're we in trouble. In serious trouble. And so are you guys. Uh, welcome back, Franklin. Hey, thanks. It's good to be back. Did you enjoy your your time away? I did. But it's that thing, you know. It doesn't matter how nice the vacation is. Your own bed just feels so good. Oh, good. It's always so lovely to get home. Kind of home. Huh? For yeah, you. well, I guess that's true. <laughs> You're, I'm saying my the, the bed that I'm used to currently. Yes, indeed. Back to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Still not, still not living in my own house, everybody. Yeah. So sad. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's, that's some months off. They haven't even started putting the place back together. Yikes. All right, Dan. Yeah. There is a hospital in Arkansas that has come up with a very clever response to their staff who are trying to seek religious exemptions for the vaccine. Oh my God. Um, Can I just say up front before you dive into this, how shocked I am at how many medical professionals don't want this vaccine. I know. Are you fucking insane right now? What are they teaching in nursing school? (laughs) I'm serious. Do they teach medicine at all in nursing school? I don't think so. I'm a little upset about it. Yeah. They, anyway, I, I doubt they're teaching any medicine. <laughs> it feels like maybe not. Well, I don't think they're teaching science is the issue. Why not? I don't know. Nursing is science. They're anyway, teaching. Uh, yeah, any, any, oh, oh, my God. If anybody could shed some light on that, I will. I will, I will avoid but, the full rant. <laughs> anyway, um, so, yeah, these employees are claiming their sincerely held religious belief that they can't get a COVID-19 vaccine, right? Yeah. And so the hospital's calling them sort of on their bluff yeah. a little bit. Um, and they have this, um, they, they have a form that they're having to sign uh, that is also asking them to abstain from any other drugs or vaccines uh, that were developed or tested on fetal cell lines. Which includes everything. Which includes Tylenol, Pepto-Bismol, <laughs> aspirin, Tums, <laughs> Lipitor, Motrin, Ibuprofen, Maalox. Oh, please say Viagra. X-Lax. Oh, I wish. Uh, that's not on the list. Tylenol, cold and flu, Benadryl, Sudafed, Preparation H, the MMR vaccine, uh, acetaminophen, Claritin, Zoloft, and a bunch I didn't want to have to figure out how to pronounce. Yeah. Um, so I, I saw this and I was just like, those are some awesome hospital administrators. Yeah. That's, that's to very thought smart. that through the thing that, that I, where this breaks down for me 
is that I think that most of the people who claim a religious uh, exemption mm-hmm. don't have a reason. Like, some people care about the cell lines. Uh, yeah, fair enough. But I think most of them don't even know what that is. I think most of them <laughs> just don't want to have the vaccine. And so they're, mm. they're just, it's because anything goes. They, as long as they believe it, they can claim it's a religious belief. They just, yeah, but, the, but I love, I, I think, I think their point though would be that will then show me how being vaccine hesitant for something other than right concern about fetal cell lines is supported by your religion. Right. Exactly. Right. Like where did you learn this, this, this hesitancy with mm-hmm. this objection to vaccine? Right. Where, where the only thing show me, got, show me what the reason is. Yeah, the only thing you've got is abortion. Yeah. That's, so, that's your concern. So you go right ahead and object in that way. And also you can't take any, you'll, you'll just have to promise not to take any of these. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. I think it's, yeah. I think yeah. that's delightful. Yeah. That's really good. Well, I, I want to talk about a, a bit of sadness in my life, which is that, cause you and I have talked about James Huntsman of, mm. of the famous Utah Huntsman's, mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the very, the very wealthy clan oh, yeah. Yeah, here in here in uh, Utah, uh, James is a disaffected former Mormon. Not unlike we, only he has means, uh, and he to be very disaffected. He was he he got so disaffected he da- he sued the goddamn church yeah. uh, f- for uh, for for breach of tithing contract or something. Yeah. Uh, basically, he's he was suing the church because they promised that they would use tithe. They said they would use tithing in one way, and he was claiming that they used tithing in another way when they exactly. built a giant two billion dollar mall downtown in Salt Lake City, amongst other things. Amongst many other things. Well, uh, we told you we would follow up with that. Uh, the The new news is a little disappointing. A judge mm. has thrown it out, thrown out the case completely, saying that the judge thought that no. A uh, reasonable juror would side with him, and therefore, feh to you. So he's saying I would not be a reasonable juror. You would be an unreasonable juror. <laughs> a lot of the case hinges on a quotation from uh, then President Gordon B. Hinckley of the Church. Yeah, who uh, who said about the uh, the the building of the mall that tithing funds have not and will not be used. But then he went on to say that the funding would come from, quote, commercial entities and, quote, earnings of invested reserve funds. Mm. And the judge, I kind of think right, rightly picked that out and said, this is what he was talking about. Like, you could very easily make the claim, like, for... A, for a church that has a hundred billion dollars plus, I mean, back then it was probably only a hundred billion dollars. Now it's like 150 billion or whatever. Yeah, sure. Uh, it's hard to keep up. It's hard to keep up, but it it you could very easily make the claim that two billion of that is just interest. That's not the principle. You're not even getting close. Yeah. So that I think that is that is the argument that the judge is making. Uh, it will likely be appealed, so yeah. we'll see if other judges uh, continue to agree. But may it may be that nothing comes of this. 
That's really disappointing. Yeah. Well, it's. I find it a little bizarre that he would put so many resources behind such a, a, a weak, yeah, you know, case. If if that's all I, there is, I'm, right? If yeah. it's, if it's so easily dismissed, yeah, like, yeah, on this one little thing. I mean, because like the the whistleblower over at Enzyme Peak Advisors or whatever it's called, right? Um, the 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 massive investment fund yes um he said that they refer to all of the money as tithing yes so there's kind of and that was in there so i there is some gray area here and it's not i don't think it is cut and dry and maybe the appeals process will go forward i had never had much hope of him winning this case i just wanted him to be able to crack open the book to crack open the books for discovery yeah Yeah. that's what i wanted yeah and uh yes who knows yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> I'm just so disappointed. I'm sitting here. I know. And I just wanted, like you said, I just wanted it to go further. Yeah, me this. too. Uh, I wanted it to, the church to be in a little bit more pain. Yeah. Than this. Yeah, this, so this, this seemed like dismissed. a walk in the park for them. Yeah. But at least it made, I mean, it gave them a headache. It, it gave them bad press. Maybe a sleepless night or two. <laughs> so, uh, a, a little bit of an ulcer flare up. <laughs> Something like Someone. that. Maybe not all the way at the top, but you know, the, the presiding bishop, he certainly was <laughs> very upset. So Dan, I actually have a, a, another story about people trying to get out of taking the vaccine. Oh, uh, and this one, I I'm, I'm doing another one on the topic. Because this one has to do with the LDS church uh, and how they're handling their membership who's trying to weasel or uh, the, the people who belong to their church who are trying to weasel out of getting the vaccine right. on religious exemption terms. Right. right. Because like so this story is specifically talking about uh, California Mormons oh. who because California has um, they've now require vaccines for healthcare workers, teachers, and other workers in the state. Like yeah. California is enforcing this and mandating it. Yeah. And so vaccine hesitant Mormons uh, are going to their bishops and saying, hey, can you sign this form? Yeah, for I, need, I, I need a religious exemption. Yeah. Form. And so the church headquarters caught wind of this and they were like, no, 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 no. And they have they've sent out a letter and they are ordering the bishops in California to not sign these letters. And very emphatically. Oh, fact, interesting. Um, it says, uh, so this is uh, a quote, no church official can sign any kind of document supporting the notion that church doctrine slash teaching is opposed to vaccination or that the church is opposed to vaccination mandates. Huh. As to the former, the opposite is true. The church only supports, but also encourages vaccination. As to the latter, the brethren have not taken a position. The brethren. The brethren. Never the ne- top. No, no cistern, mind you. <laughs> that's that's only brethren. Um, and uh, the 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 letter also adds that signing such documents in some instances could even be perjury. Nice. They're, I love it. They're not taking it. No, they, the they, Mormon the Mormon Church has been better on this than 
Well, then their constituents, I'll tell you that. Yeah. And then their members. Yeah. I just, what it makes you wonder is how many of, of these people are so convinced that the vaccine is the problem and, and, and are so identified in that identity politics mm-hmm. that they'll leave the church and go find another church because of this. Um, I think it's. Who's that guy? Denver snuffer. Yeah. His name. Yeah. Have you seen the stuff that he's doing? No. Oh, he's like got all of like QAnon and oh, vaccine yeah. denial. And he's like wrapping it all up. And he's, he's like created like this Mormonism. That's like merged with QAnon. <sighs> he's now. been trying to go. He's been trying to find something to rally people against the, you know, into his own version of the church. Yeah. For a couple decades now. Yeah. Well, let's talk about him next week. And we should. Because it's actually really fascinating. That's fun. Yeah, He's a, yeah. and he, what a goofball. <laughs> well, listen, when you lived in Oklahoma, if you mm-hmm. were to take the uh, Highway 351 oh, yeah. through Tulsa, yeah. uh, then, then jump on the 412. Yeah. Uh, you could get yourself over to, uh, I don't know if you've, uh, you've ever been to Enid, Oklahoma. I know Enid, Oklahoma. Yeah. I don't think I've actually ever been there, but. But you're aware of it. I'm aware of Enid. Well, there is, uh, announced a new attraction to Enid. Might, really? might be worth the, you know, the two hour drive from Tulsa or Oklahoma city to get oh, there. Okay. And that is, they call it the one the one? The one. Okay. Which it's a, one? It's a festival. Uh, and what they're going for? The world's largest, or maybe it's just the country. No, the world. The world's largest fresh crut, cut Christmas tree. In Enid, Oklahoma. They're going for Enid, going for it in Enid. It's the one. This is uh, happening this this Christmas? That, that's what they're going for. Uh, Whoa. You know the, the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree? Yeah. They, it averages 77 feet tall. Is it normally the tallest? It's it's very tall. It's okay. known for its... For well, being, I know, but is it normally the one that is the tallest? I don't know. Where is the tallest one? I don't or, know. That's okay. just the famous one. Okay, okay. The famous enormous so one. 77 feet tall. That's tall. The one tree that they're going for in Enid, mm-hmm. they're shooting for 140 feet. Wow. It's impressive. That is tall. It's impressive. Almost double. Yeah, that's a, that is, that's what, like a 10, 12 story building? Probably. Somewhere around there? I don't know. I, I want to know, like, whose tree are you cutting down? Where are you getting this tree? I bet they're having to make it. <laughs> it's just gonna, paper mache. It's they're not, not, let me tell you this. They're shipping it in from outside Oklahoma. It's not coming from okay. That's for sure. Uh, I don't know where they found this thing. Here's the thing. Uh, this is not a cheap endeavor that they're embarking on. Estimates uh, look at over $150,000 in, in expenditure. Uh, Just for the tree? For Well, for the tree and for all of the power that will go to it. And there's going to be a little festival thing. They want a whole festival atmosphere. Yeah. Here's the thing. The city wants to kick in. You know, six figures worth of money. The city's for a Christmas tree. Oh, I see. Uh, I see the problem here. And they're not calling it no festival tree or holiday tree. (laughs) It's a fucking Christmas tree. They call it the one Christ tree. Oh, my God. Christ tree, not Christmas. They don't want. Don't get it twisted. This tree is for Jesus. These people are going rogue. Yeah. 
Uh, so obviously that is, oh, how you say, problematic. <laughs> and uh, the FFRF have sent oh, them a letter uh-oh. saying, please no, uh, <laughs> that would be that would be not okay. And please send us back receipts showing that you are not going to do this. Right. Because this is all meant to be on public property in the public square. And it's, but here's the thing, like municipalities all over this country put up Christmas decorations. Yeah. But they're usually candy canes and yeah. And just some, some generic lights. Yeah. I mean, honestly, just call it the festival tree or the, or the Christmas or or the holiday tree and you, you get away with it. Yeah. Just don't have Jesus in it. Yeah. But they're going to do it. They, I mean, nothing rankles a right wing like organization or, or person more than saying you can do the thing. You just can't say Jesus. <laughs> Don't worry. You can do it. You just, yeah, just the, you the, just have rocks to, them to the core. You just have to divorce it from that Jesus guy. Oh no, no, I stand for Jesus and I stand. I will be proud till the day I die. You can't wait. Well, I don't get my funding. It's a festival tree. <laughs> but I'm still washed in the blood. I'm, I'm going to sing. You can't stop me from singing my Christmas carols, though. Right. I'm, I'm going to sing them. Yeah. <laughs> Take that. Only, but but not all of the, the, the <laughs> none of the Christmas hymns, everyone. I'm going to sing carols. I'm going to sing Oh Holy Night. <laughs> you can't stop me. <laughs> I'm going to sing it. Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah. All right, Dan, I have another LDS church story. Oh, my God. It is all Mormon all the time up in this joint. Oh, my goodness. Well, this one is actually more of a Boy Scouts story. Uh, but the, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, as the Mormons uh, would prefer us to call them these days, <laughs> they were huge in Boy Scouts. They were like the oh. single largest entity in Boy Scouts. Yeah, the, uh, the largest affiliate yeah. uh, entity group. Right, like that sponsored troops and did all that when kind you of stuff. When we were growing up in the Mormon church, it was, it, you just, it wasn't even like a question whether or not you were in Scouts. Right. That wasn't like, hey, are you going to do Scouts? It was no. just like, hey, it's time for Scouts, go. Yeah, yeah. Here's where you show up. It was huge. It was it was a big part of our, our, it was, our youth. It was basically part of the religion. Yeah, it was really strange. Yeah. Right. Uh, but they were all in on Boy Scouts. No such affiliation. And now with the they Girl are Scouts, by done way. with it. Yeah, no, not that hippie, hippy dippy commie organization. Right. So yeah, they got their kids out of the Boy Scouts. Yeah. Disaffiliated. Yeah. Uh, and kind of left the Boy Scouts as an organization just stranded. Yeah. Right? Like they they lost so much funding. And well, there was something that was coming up on the horizon that uh, I don't know. The timing seems really interesting to me, but I'm not a conspiracy type. Um, but the, the there was this huge, huge groundswell of men uh, suing the Boy Scouts because they had been molested when they were young participants right. by scoutmasters, and that and they're alleging that the Boy Scouts did nothing to address the problem and whatever little they did wasn't enough and they weren't rooting out the problem. They're, they are quite um, correctly alleging these things. Yes, exactly. So the Boy Scouts are currently in bankruptcy 
And as part of their reorganization plan, they must win approval of the reorganization plan and of uh, these settlements, financial settlements right. for, for these uh, for these men in order to uh, reorganize. Right. And to come sure. out of bankruptcy. Right. Right. And so uh, the Hartford, which is an insurance company, uh, one of the insurance companies that the Boy Scouts did business with. Right. Uh, in order to indemnify them of you know, these kind of liabilities right. is paying $787 million into a fund uh, to be established for the victims of abuse. Sure. And uh, the LDS church has agreed to pay $250 million into this fund. Wow. Which I think is fascinating that they're just coughing up the cash to do it. There are other insurance companies involved. The total sum was well over a billion. It was $1.9 billion the, of pledged money so far going into this. Wow. And uh, the spokesman for the victims has called the settlements and the proposed settlements uh, grossly unfair. Uh, the only winners in this latest proposal are the Boy Scouts, their local councils, the Mormon Church, and the Hartford Insurance Company. Uh, the, it says uh, Michael Fowl, an attorney whose firm represents more than a thousand abuse claimants. Wow. Uh, the Boy Scouts are offering abuse survivors a fraction of what their cases are worth and the assets available to them to pay. The Mormon Church is reported to have roughly $100 billion in assets, but is offering a paltry $250 million to compensate the thousands of abusers, uh, or uh, abuse survivors, sorry, uh, who were abused in uh, Mormon Boy Scout troops by Mormon Scout leaders. So, yeah, they're, they're none too happy at, at the sum. Yeah. And it is thousands upon thousands of people who are, yeah. are suing. Must be. Um, and, uh, and it, and it just ain't enough, but I, I have to say, like when I saw the $250 million thing for the Mormon church, because that was the headline, right? right. The church, the, the headline, uh, in the tribune said LDS church agrees to pay 250 million, uh, into fund and da, da, da. And I'm like, well, that doesn't hurt them until that M becomes a B. Well, let's hope that it does. It needs to be. I would love that. Yeah. But they we'll got see. it. Ugh, it's they, like, Yes. Time and I mean, time over again. They would hate paying it, but they wouldn't notice it was gone. Seems like a rainy day. Yeah. It seems like this is the thing you use a you know rainy what? day fund. You know for. what? You guys let a bunch of guys get uh a bunch of people get molested. Yeah. It's fucking raining. Yeah. Pay up. Yeah. And it should actually hurt. And it should hurt. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm I'm gonna end on a much nicer note than that. Uh the, but it's very similar to to one of your stories. Oh. We're talking about religious exemptions again. Oh wow, we have. We're, Look, it was big. what's going it was on. Big this week. It's it what's really going was. on. It's like when we were in the throes of or, or in the middle of COVID nineteen. It's all we could talk about. It's still all we can talk about. We're still in. But the it's middle just of a it. different phase. It's yes. a different. Uh, anyway, <laughs> it's no longer masks. Uh, this particular religious exemption mm-hmm. is from the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. <laughs> really? And they are not asking to be exempted from taking the vaccine. Oh. They are requesting, and if you are a member of this church, you too can request mm-hmm. that your work not expose you to or have you work in proximity with 
any unvaccinated individuals. Oh, wow. It is to be exempted from having to be near the ding-dongs. <laughs> and I love it. And of course, no one will take it seriously and right. they'll just think it was stupid. But guess what? It should probably be taken every bit as seriously as anyone else's religious exemption Absolutely. note. You're, you're literally trying to get a an exemption. Here's what Jesus had to say about vaccines. Let me just look this up. Oh, yeah, nothing. Oh, but in, but in the whole Bible, they, oh, right, they didn't have it yet. There's nothing in Christianity against vaccination. Hmm. So anyway, I just I do love this idea. I think people should be able to request that they don't have to be stuck in a building with vectors. But to what end is it so that you can work, you're guaranteeing that you can work from home? Or are you kicking people out of the office? Which is what I would much rather people Both do with Both work great. Both work fantastically <laughs> well. I say... You, you're vaccinated, you wearing your mask, you feel safe at the office, and Ding Dong over there is just being a Ding Dong. He's the one with the problem. He's the one with the problem. Greg. Get, yeah, get Greg out of the office. Sorry, Greg. Boot him out. Yeah. Make him work from home, right? And I know everybody wants to be working from home. I know that's, but actually I don't. I I think a lot of people don't. Yeah. I think, I think for a lot of people, it's not, look. The main thing is, I I think it's a valid request to say I don't want to work with yeah people who aren't taking just common sense precautions right in a pandemic. But this unfortunately somehow always will blow back on you. <laughs> you're the one being difficult, right? Somehow, yeah, you're the curmudgeon, yeah. It's true. You're the curmudgeon with but, a colander on your head. Right. But you've got a note. <laughs> All I'm saying is you've got a note. You can get one. They're available. It'll be on the letterhead. It's got uh, mm. it, it, it's got hit, hit the monster himself on the letterhead. So yeah. they'll definitely take you seriously 100%. Are you an ordained minister? I'm not. Huh. I am, I'm not a member of the... Uh, of any church, yeah, including this, because you could be you could be issuing. I could be some of these too. I, I could be. You know but what? You never did. If, I thought you were going to marry someone. Uh, it didn't actually happen. Um, never actually happened. Uh, but if if anybody uh, really wants me to, <laughs> I'll uh, I'll join up and and mm. and send you and and I'll personally sign your your exemption. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to take me up on that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> podcast at thank god i'm atheist you have to be guys. a pi a patron if you're a patron i'll do it <laughs> anyway uh listen you, if, if you want to take part of in that or you want to say anything to us please feel free to write into us pod podcast at thank god i'm atheist.com or call and leave us a voicemail message the telephone number is 424-666-8442 Stick around. There's more show coming up. Well, Frank. Dan. Uh, you, there's tragic, tragic news. No. One of my favorite Twitter accounts has been suspended permanently. Oh, no. 
No. Pastor Greg Locke <laughs> is off Twitter now. Oh. I mean, what did he do? Just Is it just because he refuses to look at reality at all and, and spreads all kinds of conspiracy theories? And, is, it, is that it? It's a free country. Yeah. We have freedom of speech, Dan. Not on Twitter, you don't. Uh, apparently anyway i thought in celebration of his disappearance uh from that <laughs> venue we'd listen to a little bit of uh of his rantings uh just as a sort of goodbye okay so this is greg Locke going after uh an organization i did not expect this one thing i will say about greg Locke: once he has decided something he is all in okay and he is all in on this one okay all right let me tell you something. You hear me and you hear me well. If you have any affiliation with a Masonic Lodge whatsoever, you better break that wicked, demonic nonsense out of your life. I don't care if you stand. I don't care if you clap. I don't care if you throw maters and taters. I don't need your stupid secret handshake. I don't need you putting your hand inside your coat when you pledge allegiance. I'll call you out. Lickety split. Look at, I'm telling you, the Masonic Lodge is Illuminati, godless, wicked organization that has nothing to do with Jesus whatsoever. I don't care what your granddaddy told you. I don't care what your granddaddy, I'll give you five seconds to leave. If you get mad, I will not apologize. I'm telling you, it is Satanism. It is Satanism. It's right down at the end of Tate Lane. I ain't playing their stupid good old boy games. I ain't getting involved in that witchcraft and that nonsense. That thing has nothing to do with Jesus whatsoever. Don't you let anybody tell you, because here's what they'll say. Well, there's just certain things in the lodge. We can't share our secrets. We ain't got no secrets, praise God. And, and I'm going to tell you why I say that. Some of you need to go home, and I don't care if your granddaddy's great-granddaddy, great-granddaddy, great-great-great-granddaddy was on the ark with Noah. You need to get rid of that Masonic Bible that you've got in your living room because that thing's got demonic spirits attached to it, and you ought to get rid of it and burn it in the name of God. I don't care if you clap or not. I'm telling you, you ought to separate yourself from witchcraft. Well, how about that, Frank? The Masons. Going after the Masons. Wow, who's next? The Lions? <laughs> the Knights of Columbus? <laughs> the Elks? No, not the Elks. Not the Elks! Oh, oh no. I, I don't. All of those, uh, those fraternal organizations are a little weird to me. I do not understand them. Yeah. They creep me out a bit. The International Order of Oddfellows. Yeah. That they don't I don't think they exist anymore. Or do they? I don't know. They uh they magically moved their building here in Salt Lake City. I know. Uh, the Oddfellows Hall was in one place and then it up and moved, y'all. To the tune of six million dollars. Yeah. They literally they just used a lot of jacks and hoisted up the building. It was in the wrong it was, they didn't want it there anymore and they just S just scooted it across the street. It was an odd choice. It was a for weird, some odd fellows. It was a weird thing to do. The Masons. I mean, they do funny, weird things. Yeah, I mean, you know, kind of like the te Mormon Temple. Yeah, you're well. You're familiar with a lot of their stuff because it's literally just a direct ripoff of Masonic rituals yeah. in the in a the Mormon temples. Yeah. A lot of it. They yeah. they do add their own flourishes. Yeah, uh, but. Have you ever been to the Masonic Temple here in Salt Lake? I've never been inside of it. Because they have an open house every fall. I bet it's coming up. Oh, we should look into it. We should. Um, it's a lot of... It, it, I went one year. Mm. And it's 
kooky fun and yeah. weird and like they got like all these pictures of people in like their funny costumes <laughs> and everything and it's like okay yeah wow look my at you guys. Uh, my my stepfather my new stepdad he is a mason and took oh. me through the masonic temple in uh montreal oh and that was interesting it's quite a it's, oh. it's an interesting building le maison <laughs> oui <laughs> Oh my gosh, Frank! I didn't, I, I didn't want you not to be here when we, when we answered the people. Oh, okay. So, uh, so we've got a, a lot of email to oh, to get through, and okay. uh, and and unfortunately, we're not going to get to everybody that wrote in. But thanks to everyone. Mm, okay. Uh, you you listened to uh to to the segment that Andrea and I did about polyamory. I did. That, yeah. That that got some people excited. Really? They got, they got, they, they, they had things to say. Positive? Uh, mostly. Yeah. I think, Good. I mean, I think it's nice. You know, yeah. I think, I think it's actually a, a very hidden segment of society. It's not a very open segment of society. Apparently 5% of the country. Right. I did not know that. I didn't either. Three to 5%. I think she said something like that. I think she or, said five. I heard, I remember five. Yeah. Crazy. Nuts. It's nuts. One in 20. Yeah, that's what that means. Yeah, so How uh, else can we break that down? Yeah, look around, Let's... look around your office, and just think, who is it? It's one of you bastards. Who is it? And it's not who you're gonna think. It's not the one you think it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 the other one. <laughs> anyway, uh, Nathaniel wrote in uh, Frank and Dan and Andrea. Uh, the honesty in the polyamory topic was such a breath of fresh air. The topic, like most is not nearly as black and white as some might want. Mm. Uh, and the nuance I could hear and feel on this topic was amazing. Hmm. Uh, love the show. Thank you for that. Uh, Linda wrote in, hi, guys. Nice to meet Andrea. Uh, she was cheerful and intelligent. I hope she comes back. Hmm. Dan made an interesting comment about the broad implications of polyamory on public policy. Hmm. Does full social acceptance mean any company could be responsible for health care of 10 plus people per employee with multiple partners and offspring constituting a legal family. And why should that be any different than one employee with one spouse and nine children as a boring 66 year old with the same spouse since I was 18, the subject is way beyond my expertise, but in my view, uh, it's another argument for national universal health care. I had the same thought. Why the segment. should yep. my sleeping arrangements compared to Andrea's have any impact on either of us having access to an appendectomy or how it is paid for? Exactly. Yeah. Correct. Ding, ding, ding. That's how you solve that problem. It's entirely solvable. Yeah. The rest of the world has figured it out. <laughs> Maybe not for the their poly community. No, you don't do it for polyamory, <laughs> but, but it's, it's a nice. It certainly solves the problem. Solves the problem. Well, so yeah, multiple exactly. actually multiple people wrote in with that same idea. Really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, hmm. But thanks, Linda. And uh, anonymous wrote in to say, uh, "Thank you so so much for talking about polyamory. Uh, talking about it and pulling it into the light is the first step to making it socially acceptable." My one point of concern was in suggesting that people, especially established couples, don't need to read and learn about polyamory first. Mm. The fallout of poly mistakes usually lands squarely on the new partners rather than the couple. Mm. Learning about a couple's about couples privilege by reading and talking to experienced non-monogamists can save others from unpleasant experiences. Mm. 
So yeah, I thought that that was a nice uh, a nice thing to point out. There are pitfalls. It's better to avoid them. Yeah. Uh, uh, Rabbi Gruber wrote in. Oh, excellent. we'll just uh, we'll just hit that real quick. Uh, it didn't full it didn't fully occur to me until Andrea said it. But since there is a positive religious commandment in Judaism to preserve one's life and health, there are instances where the Texas law would violate Jewish law. We talked about uh, the, for those of you who don't remember last week, we talked about the fact that there are several religious people against the uh, Texas abortion law huh. because it runs afoul of their religion. So, oh, so, right. so okay. yeah. Huh. Um, Rabbi Gruber also said, uh, I thank you for the courage to speak about polyamory. My coworker and I were recently trying to imagine what the next generation would see as non-controversial that would blow our minds. We both thought of polyamory. Hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. It's, uh, Andrea and I were such bohemians. (laughs) Are you? (laughs) No. So weird. It's so funny that like, there's this big secret that like, we're so countercultural about because we're just kind of boring, really. Mm. When it comes, to, mm. it's it's why this show doesn't do well. I'm, yeah, I'm far too boring. That's, that's probably true. Um, <laughs> the, so uh, this is from Elvin and Engineer, uh, who says, "Hey, just a thought on your last episode. Well, the first part anyway. I ended up not finishing it because of what I'm writing in about as a non-binary person. Oh, this was actually from two weeks ago. Okay. This was about uh, my discussion with Kate about abortion and the abortion law. Okay. Uh, as a non-binary person who can get pregnant, I was very surprised how uninclusive your language was around the Texas bill. Hmm. I uh, I know the bill says women... I understand saying that when quoting the bill, but I would appreciate more usage uh, of of pregnant people or people with uteruses or people who can get pregnant. Uh, y'all are usually good about that sort of thing. So like I said, I was surprised and thought I should let you know. Hmm. Uh, which I, I, I take that. I, hmm. I understand and I agree 100%. Uh, but also just know that, you know, this is a show that has middle-aged people and the synapses <laughs> it takes a minute to rewire the stuff yeah. so we're working on it but if we slip up forgive it, we welcome the correction uh we will work we will endeavor to make our language as inclusive as we can uh but i'm sorry sometimes we, uh, we will fuck up <laughs> and then finally kelly uh wrote in uh two weeks ago uh kate had a story that involved Joe Scarborough, uh, and I, uh, oh. I, I shit on him a little bit. Oh, and I will make and I will make an admission. Cup of Joe. Yeah, I, I will really? make be, be, because uh, a, a doofus was on his show. I don't, I, I don't even remember what story we're referring to. Anyway, what I do remember is I was thinking of someone else. <laughs> oh no, Dan! I should. I it was just an offhanded comment, uh, and I uh, and I. I was, I was, I'll be perfectly honest. I was not thinking of Joe Scarborough. I don't know who I was thinking of. Oh, oh. I think it might've been Tucker Carlson. Oh yeah. He's a total shit. Someone guy. said Joe, you know, Kate said Joe Scarborough and my brain brought up the wrong picture, the wrong idea, the wrong person. And, uh, I actually have never watched Joe Scarborough. I know nothing. I know he's on MSNBC, the, the liberal channel. Right. 
But I hate both of the, I hate both channels. I don't like Fox and I don't like MSNBC. I feel like they're they're not necessarily completely equivalent, but they do a lot of the same. They have a lot of the same problems. So I I stick to uh, NPR, NPR, and and the like, and and the PBS NewsHour. <laughs> I like literally the only two places, and the New York Times. Yeah. Anywho, uh, there you go. Hey, I have. I'm going to start us off with our thanks. Uh, we have a bunch of people to thank, as you know, as you listeners may have know. Uh, I didn't thank anybody because Frank usually does the roundup, and I didn't know who we had already thanked. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I'm going to start us off by thanking Ira, who uh, who gave us a one time donation over on PayPal. Thank you so much, Ira, and I'm going to grant you. The, the magic power of being a teacher in the Aaronic Priesthood. Thank you so, so, so much. All right. And over on Patreon, we have a handful of new supporters. Oh, this hurrah. Fantastic. Uh, we have David, who's a new teacher. Ooh. Thank you, David. Uh, we have Sasha, who's a new prophet, seer, and revelator. Oh, fun. Wow, that's fancy. Yeah, it is. Uh, we have Jessica, who's a new elder. <gasps> elder Jessica. Elder I Jessica. I like the sound of that one. I like it. Uh, we have a new teacher by the name of C.S. Thank you. Okay. Uh, we have a new deacon by the name of Christine. The ladies are getting in on the priesthood. I like it. I, we're doing a laying on of hands here, people. You are all getting magic powers. You get the priesthood, and you get the priesthood, and you get the priesthood. <laughs> and uh, Allie uh, is a new deacon. Mm. Uh, Scarlet is a new prophet, seer, and revelator. What? Scarlet, you're killing it out there. And as always, we have our top donor to thank, Dan, our Lord and Savior, Demonium! Woohoo! Well, thank you, Gid, so much. We appreciate uh, your support dearly, and uh, we 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 want to grant these magical powers to each and every one of you listening out there. And all of you can do it. It's every, really easy. I mean, some of you can't afford to do it, and, and you know what? Secretly, I'm sliding you some magic powers under the table, but just don't tell the rest. <laughs> if you can't afford it, that's fine. We'll still give you some powers. But if you can't afford it, Kick in a few coins over to the go to thankgodamatheist.com. Just kick, uh, click the support us tab. Mm-hmm. Kick us a couple bucks, and we'll uh, we'll grant you magic powers that don't exist, but they're every bit as effective as the ones that we were given when we were twelve. As the real fake ones. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Dan. Yeah. Um, so there was this article on CNN.com. Uh-huh. I know I just got finished saying strangely, it. I only get my news from the New York Times. Strangely, CNN business. Uh, that's the section it's in. Yeah, you're right. Why it, is this in the business section? Because it has to do with space <laughs> tourism. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, which is a new thing. This is, this is happening, guys. This is, we're in the early, early days of people paying to go into space. Yeah. And to orbit the, the planet a few times. Yeah. Uh, I'm holding out till I can get to the moon. I'll wait. Yeah. Okay. Well. Good. All right. <laughs> I'm sure like, that it'll be also. Uh, they're, I'm sure they're crying. Totally about affordable. It. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, as well. I, I will. Um, I will need to make a little bit more money first. <laughs> but anyway, this article on CNN.com uh, is asking the question of how do religious people uh, practice their religion when they're in in space when they've when they've left the confines of this this. Uh, 
Yeah, because earthly realm, right? Because here's the deal. Um, religions are all very earthbound. Well, yeah. So far, other than we, I mean, maybe we'll get to Mormonism and so Scientology, but for the most part, especially these Bronze Age religions, yeah. these religions that go back, you know, two thousand years and more. Well, so many of the practices and uh, have to do with. The sun coming up yeah. or setting, right? Yeah. Like you think about Ramadan, yeah. right? Where for an entire month, Muslims don't eat during, during daylight. the daylight. Yeah. And then the sun goes down and then they can have a meal, right? Yeah. Well, if you're orbiting the planet and the sun's going up and going down 16 times yeah. the, a day, like how do you manage that? I'll tell you how. Easy. It's the easiest Ramadan you'll ever have. You're just cruising, baby. You could take care of three, four days of fasting in an hour and a half, oh, man. Yeah. yeah. It's just actually, like super. Actually, I think an hour and a half is how long it takes you to go around the earth. Yeah. Uh, if, it, if we're talking like space station orbit. Right. right. Takes you about an hour and a half. Psh, that's, a, that's an easy fast right there. Yeah. You're like super Muslim. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like you went, you didn't just like fast during the day. You fasted for Days. Days. You're you were awesome. Yeah. Um, and uh I guess Yom Kippur has uh, a fasting element or oh, something. Yeah. Which is today, um, I think. I think as as right. we record. I think you might be right. I didn't fast. Damn it. Oh, oh. I'm such a bad Jew. <laughs> <laughs> um but but I mean hardly the only examples out there no. of like how how earthbound and how important like the daily cycles are well, in religious every liturgical calendar in the world is based on something about the earth being yeah. you like like you know you have to whether it's you know a lunar cycle or or it's you mm. know what day of the calendar year it is yeah those things become meaningless when you leave the planet and uh in the case of i don't remember the name of the astronaut who was muslim mm. right and practicing and uh, wanted to needed instructions about prayer five times a day. Yeah, and uh, some group issued their guidance for him, <laughs> and uh, and 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 said that he didn't need to kneel since kneeling is like impossible. You, you can't kneel. In I space. mean, you can press your knees against something if you push <laughs> up against something else. Yeah. Right. And so they said, you don't have to do that. Okay. And he also didn't have to face Mecca. Right. <laughs> because While it's he was just down. Right. <laughs> and like, and that they, yeah, exactly. And then like, and then they, they like make this thing about like, well, and the, 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 the clock that you'll be following, right. The schedule that you'll be following yeah. for your, your five prayers, because they happen at specific times of the day. Right. Uh, will be from the place where you launch. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it's just like, this is so ridiculous. It's uh -huh. like, they're, they're just, once again, religion is having to like contort itself in order to like adapt to one more th thing in modern life. Well, and, look, and, you and, don't and, even and, have to leave space for things to get a little wonky. Like the whole idea of you pray toward Mecca mm -hmm. made sense when all of the Muslims were in the Middle East. But you get all the way on the other side of the earth, you're not praying towards Mecca just because you're facing east. Fair enough. It's yeah. just, you've already ruined the geometry of the thing. Yeah. So once you get out into space, all hell breaks loose. 
Well, and what if you're, uh, I'm sure there is an answer to this question. Uh, clearly there is. But what if you're like a Muslim in like a place where the sun comes up for an hour a day? Yeah. In in the middle of winter, right? No, like, that's, that is, that is Ramadan light. That is, or that's the easiest Ramadan you'll ever live. <laughs> you just, you got to do Ramadan either in the, uh, the North where, whatever pole you need yeah, to be on. Right. But I guarantee you that is not <laughs> how the imams would. No, would, no. They, they've come up with some solution. They've right? got some workaround. But again. For those, uh, those meddling Swedes. They always have to like, come up with some kind of workaround. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is a, it's, it, I mean, one hesitates to point out the obvious that it kind of points to humans made this shit up. Well, yeah. like this was not imposed upon us by the gods. There is no Yahweh out there going, well, and on December 25th, that's right. going to be like, that was all of this was made up by humans based on what is the almost universal human experience, but becoming less and less so. Hmm. And, you know, I, I imagine Muslims have the same question about praying when they're, you know, intercon when they're on a, an airplane traveling intercontinentally. This article actually ends up getting to the fact that, yeah, they, th this is not the first time that they've had to answer some of these complicated questions. Right. Right. Um, but just this, for me, I was just sitting there reading the whole thing, just giggling, right? <laughs> yeah. And just like, just being like, how much are you going to try to shoehorn this in? Like, like this, this just doesn't, at a certain, when do you give up, right? When do you stop trying to make this work? Yeah. Right. Like, well, I mean, I don't, you, and I, you, you and I were raised Mormon and Mormonism has always had a space element included in it oh the the space doctrine it's kind of amazing mm -hmm. uh you know they they joseph smith was privy to quite a bit more astro astronomical data than uh than say jesus christ was or mm. you know paul mm -hmm. so he threw some of it in you know yeah, he, yeah. if you're imagining god and the Bible says, you know, God is up or whatever, and hell is down. Right. Well, where is up? We now know that it's not a lens, a, a lenticular, you know, the heavens are not, the firmament is not a lens over right. our, our flat planet. Right. We know that. The stars are not, like, embedded into one plane over our heads. So when you know that much, you put God on his own planet. Woohoo! Collab, <laughs> collab. Yeah. So there's so so the Mormons, the Mormon God has a planet where he lives, and yeah. uh, and he yeah he wouldn't be here. That's silly. And then he, up in the clouds. Don't be dumb. That's ridiculous. Don't be an idiot. He's got a planet, dum dum, <laughs> uh, and a really nice little spaceship. Uh, <laughs> he uh, yeah. Or he is a spaceship. The, the fairies, he's the spaceship? I don't know. Ooh. He just teleports. I, I've always imagined just sort of a, a teleportation sort of thing. Hmm. He just, well, and then he's wherever he needs to be. Hmm. Except that, like, as a Mormon, you know that he, he doesn't always have the best aim. He'll, like, hit his target really good, but he'll be, you know, three feet above the ground. And then he's just, <laughs> then he's just got to, like, have Act the whole like it's normal. You gotta have the whole conversation with Joseph Smith, but three feet above the ground. <laughs> it's a 
he tried, but he didn't quite. Yeah, it's close enough. It's really close. Who's <laughs> right in the vicinity? <laughs> I don't know why that makes me laugh so much. Oh, it God. explains it. It finally explains it. Right? Exactly. Like, I, I'd always wondered. <laughs> Joseph. I was like, why is he's just showing off like a dick? Right? He's being floaty God. He's like, he's like, I'm above you. Literally, I'm fucking above you. <laughs> Three feet above Three you. Three feet above you. Any <laughs> higher it would be weird, but like right here, this is where I like it. I uh you know, Joseph Smith had some other space things to say. Yeah. Joseph Smith was uh, had a prophecy. Mm. He had he had seen a vision, okay, given to him by God of people on the moon. He knew for a fact there oh, were yeah. people on the moon. There was a lot of has. There was a lot of question about that at mm. that time. Yeah. Oh, he knew, uh, uh, and he knew what they looked like too, which was people, very mm. much humanoid people, oh, yeah. but but dressed like Quakers, dressed like Quakers. <laughs> They were moon quakers. Moon quakers. They were tall. They were they were six footers. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. So the taller than the average person back yeah, then. So especially was, for back then. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So he yeah. understood that maybe with less gravity, he, there you the go. People would would maybe grow a little taller. Perfect. Exactly. Yeah, okay. You know, uh, his successor Brigham Young uh, did him one better. Oh. Said that yes, of course there are quakers on the moon. Guess where else? The sun. Don't be stupid. Of course there's people on the sun. <laughs> what are you, an idiot? Well, he could. He had to figure out how to, like, improve upon. <laughs> you got you to one-up the last guy. Brother Joseph's. Uh... You, can't, you can't just rest on his laurels. <laughs> you got to add something to the mix. Oh, Lordy Jesus. Uh, I don't, did, did you watch The Expanse? There was also that delightful... Uh, uh, subplot of the expanse yeah on i Amazon. watched uh i watched a watched the whole first season really liked it watched uh, oh god how far did i i hit a season and i kind of just stopped but they had this whole mormon thing yeah the mormons were still going strong they were space mormons now they yeah. were they they had built a giant ship called the uh, the nauvoo the nauvoo which is named after a a, a city that's that's important yeah. in mormon culture and yeah it was pretty in amazing Il, in illinois uh it, that was because that's where they're heading like if they keep investing money <laughs> like they got, are they can afford anything they can, believe me they can outdo elon if they need to yeah can we shoot some mormons into space please <laughs> can we just shoot some mormons up yeah. there all right well, uh, if you have a, a problem with your theology that, that that arises when you go to space, you can tell us about it. Uh, podcast at thankautomatheist.com is the, is the address to write to. And the telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah. Hey, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGIatheist. Click the like button. And if you'd like to join one of our two members only lounges, you can do so. By going to our website, thankgodimatheist.com slash members only. Yeah. Uh, got something on Discord, got something on Facebook. Yeah, do it's whatever awesome. do whatever pleases you. Hey, thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their fine, fine music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks so much to all of y'all for tuning in. We sure do appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.